Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down, and I'd like to welcome everyone back to our continuing series with Laverne E. Denya Zarate is our very special guest. Binge listen to everything we've done here. She is the uh, the author of over 10 books and, uh, you know, so many different articles. She's an educator. She's a Renaissance woman, and she's the subject of a documentary, and uh, she's just absolutely wonderful. Zarate, how are you? I'm doing well. I hope everybody's week is as beautiful as mine has been. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I hope the same. And one of the things we were talking off, uh, off record, uh, or not off record. We were talking off mic, uh, because uh, you're you're certainly put anything on record. You know, you're not you're, you're not <laughs> one to mince words. You're not one to you know. Uh, well, I mean, you, you, I'm sure everybody's got their secrets, but you talk about things that a lot of people won't talk about, and uh, and and uh, you're talking even ghosts, uh, demons, and what was the other? What was the term? And I said, what does that mean? Uh, elementals. Elementals. Uh, it, give us the definition of elementals. The elementals are the uh, fairy creatures that take care of the plants, take care of the water, take care of the different parts of nature. Well, it, listen, it's I, it's a term I never, I've never heard before. Well, I've heard of elementals, but not I I, I didn't know what they meant. But it's kind of interesting, and so many people don't believe in things that you can't see. Uh, until right. and until it uh, affects them, and until they uh, they have some kind of proof, how do you uh, how do you grade uh, or, or do you I mean do you have a percentage in your mind of of what people believe in things that they can't see? Well, <laughs> not put it that way. I think they've done studies, and it's like thirty or forty percent are convinced, and there are a few others that are wondering. But um, I guess it's that most of us haven't had that kind of experience, or you can't literally see it. Where I see, hear, feel those kinds of beings, because my perception monitors are a little bit broader than most people, and so it's very real to me. Do do people come to you who feel something, or they they sense something? They just can't put their finger on it and, and hope that you can kind of uh, uh, shed light on this. Yes, some do. Um, and I do mentoring and training for those kinds of people that have experiences that they just can't understand and they want to understand. And so they start asking questions and sometimes I'm the source that they find. But um, I've dealt with these um, entities that you, the average person doesn't have the visual receptors to see since I was young. So it's all very natural to me. I didn't know it wasn't natural until people started telling me it wasn't. Yeah, at a very young age, you yes. uh, you got this and people were telling you. I, I mean, how, how early, and I know we've talked about this in the past, but it's worth repeating. How early were you told that this was not natural? Six and seven is when people started telling me to stop imagining things because it frightened them. And for a while I tried, and then I decided that was very, very lonely, so I went, oh, fooey on you, and I started investigating on my own. 
at a very young age as well. You know, there's, you know, there's been all types of, of literature. There's been all types of films uh, talking about uh, people and adults like quashing the imaginations. And again, that's something different. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying. No, it's the same thing. It's often related. And I've even worked with people who have been put in institutions because they saw the world on a broader scale than others. And so they were thought to be literally insane and needing help. And all it was is that they saw a richer world and tried to interact with it and other people got frightened and made them stop. Sometimes permanently. Yeah. People uh, could could make an argument that things are that the the world is getting more open minded with a lot of things. You know, uh, we're talking choices uh, that people make. I mean, you could see somebody, and again, this isn't to disparage anybody, but you know, you you see purple hair or green hair on somebody now, and you don't even necessarily give it a second look, right? I mean, people. <laughs> You know, if you did that back in the 50s, people would would, would be, uh, you know, running for their lives or they'd be calling the police that the aliens uh, landed or, or whatever. But now it's it's nothing. You see people with piercings. You see people with tattoos. You see people with face tattoos. You see you see people with all types of choices that that they make. And we as a society have gotten. Uh, I've gotten more broad-minded about this. And before I uh, ask you a question, let me remind people to go to LaverneDenier.com and you can get all kinds of information there. And you can set up an appointment, and uh, and she's wonderful. And we urge everyone to uh, to do so. Laverne Denier and Laverne E. Denier is our uh, very special guest. Binge listen to everything that we've been doing here. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, Laverne is here with us once again. But uh, address that if you would, right? People are more open-minded about all the things I just mentioned, um, different ways of, of walking, different ways of, of, you know, wearing your hair, dress, different uh, dress uh, situation and and much more than that are people getting more open-minded or becoming more open-minded to uh, to folks that uh, that have another sense that have a um, a- an ability that uh, that isn't easy easily understood a large number of people are at least tolerant and there are still a number that think that it's very evil, very nasty, and I do get told that I'm going to hell for it. So it is a combination, but there are fewer who are likely to have that reaction than there have been in the past. Can you imagine somebody telling you you're going to hell for what you're doing? I see you actually as a very spiritual person, a very, uh, a very you know, kind person, a, uh, a a good person, and and in a sense, a religious person. I don't know if that's the right, uh, right sense, but a person of of great faith, right? Is that yes? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And how could how could one even suggest that you'd go to hell? Oh, it happens. <laughs> it does happen, and I just forgive them for being in that phase of their learning process and that's okay you don't have to always like me yeah but i mean hell it's it's really i see i wish people would get 
out of the uh, would get out of the habit of sending other people to hell. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, you have people who have strong beliefs in, in one thing. And because somebody has a different belief and they're taking it upon themselves to, you know, to cast them off in, uh, into hell like there's some, you know, uh, authority. But um, that's uh, that's something that bothers me. Uh, that, that's uh, that's being very judgmental. I mean, to say, to say the least, to, be, to tell somebody that they're going to hell because uh, because they have a sense that they uh, can't see themselves is uh, is it's actually outrageous. I I can't believe that. I hope that our population of those type of folks aren't uh, getting larger, and I hope people aren't uh, aren't multiplying like that. I I hope their offspring's We'll say, oh, my gosh, my dad or my mom sending people to hell again. Uh, this is so ridiculous. That, you know, and hopefully that dies out with that generation, whatever it is. And, and the new people coming in are going to be more open and more tolerant towards everything. Well, it's, it's a stage of growth. Sometimes you have to block that spiritual memory of things other than the pragmatic, real, realistic, fundamental belief system to reassess. And I used to think, oh, well, you know, they just don't understand. Well, now I have empathy and respect for those individuals who believe strongly and are living that pattern in this lifetime that they chose to block that. And it must be lonely. And so... I can respect them for it. And I've moved away from the judgment and moved into the compassion for the restricted lifestyle that they've chosen to live. And it's okay with me. LavernDenya.com, once again, is a great starting point for all things Zarate. Frank McKay here with a, uh, a woman who does many, many things very well. And she is a Renaissance woman. Without question, she's a Renaissance woman. And, <laughs> uh, and I, I, I say that about you all the time, Laverne. And I, I, I have you been? Uh, have have people labeled you that? And by the way, that's like to me, that's an unbelievable compliment because there's not a lot of folks like that. This is a world of specialization, right? We've gotten, you know, narrower in our thoughts. Even our doctors aren't, uh, you know, aren't anything but specialists at this point. There's very few general practitioners, right? Everyone has a specialty. Uh, even in sports, somebody has a specialty, a relief pitcher, you know, a left-handed specialist. You know, I, there are, there are a, a world of uh, of people going in one direction, and uh, and there's not a lot of people that are teaching, preaching, or talking about let's uh, let's expand people's horizons, let's let people do multiple things um, well. Uh, and how how would you address that? How would you comment on that? Well, I can't be put in a box, <laughs> and so I never could. And so it's um, not unusual for me to rebel against people trying to put me into a small box and figure me out that way because it just isn't who I am. But if you're really a lot happier and healthier by having a very constrained vision, 
okay, I'm going to support you. Um, I often say you're entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and it tends to bother them, but they have to stop and think about it at least. But if it's where you are in your growth pattern, who am I to turn around and be judgmental of you? I'm doing the same thing in reverse, and I refuse to do that. So um, I can, one of the things I tell my uh, clients to remember is when people are judging you, especially when I'm dealing with people who are having family members who are fighting them in their growth pattern, whatever it may be, I, I remind them that I can live with your displeasure. And that's okay with me. Yeah. And I don't have to make you change to be happy in my own life. And, and when you put it that way, people begin to see the aha moment of, I don't have to believe the same as what everybody else does. I just question each time, and I'm open to changing my opinion. And I find that that's... It's a much more comfortable way to live. But letting people know that they can live with other people's displeasure and not be torn up by it, that's a big step, big step forward. And when it comes to seeing the world in all of its fullness rather than um, turning a blind eye, literally, to some of the things that are in the world, um, I choose to have a richer world because that's all that it is. Some people can are very colorblind and others just have hundreds and hundreds of receptors in their eyes that can see more colors and definition than most of us realize there ever are. And so it's the same thing with the, the ethereal world where people, beings, entities, are not normally visible to the naked eye, um, I happen to be able to see more of that. It, it's just mechanics. It's spiritual in being able to open to it and love the results, but it actually has an awful lot to do with pure mechanics. You know, I heard an expression the other day, and I thought of it, uh, as how it would pertain to you or to, to critics of you. And when when people say things like that, when people say you're going to hell and, and they know nothing about you, they're just, they're, they're frightened because you see the world differently and you see things that the rest of us don't see. And I heard this expression and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was brilliant. Um, it's, uh, it's an Albanian proverb. And uh, and I've never heard it before, but it's it's it it kind of speaks for itself. And it goes in the eyes of the mouse, the cat is a lion, <laughs> right? Yes. So, you know, a, a, some someone that's a very small thinker could look at someone who is doing something differently, who has different gifts, who has different talents, and and be frightened to death of that. And and there, I I don't know if this pertains, but or if you think it pertains, but I certainly do. It's a lot of this is is prejudice. A lot of this is uh, people saying you don't think like me, you don't, 
I don't agree with you. Therefore, there's something wrong with you. You're going to hell, right? So think about it. In the eyes, of, in the eyes of the mouse, the cat is a lion. It's absolutely right? true. It's absolutely true. And um, yeah, and one of the other things I do, if someone has said that to me, I tell them, well, I've been there. I used to go there all the time as a child, so I don't have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to the hell realms in my, in my dream state every night and go through and see what was there. So, yeah, it's no big deal to me. I know how to get out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fantastic, and boy, that would send chills. This is these are frightened people who who are sending you to hell. It's it's just amazing to me. Let me just remind people once again: uh, Laverne E. Denyer is the voice that you're hearing. Uh, she's absolutely wonderful, and uh, anybody who doesn't like her can go to hell. That's, uh, that's oh no 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 no. <laughs> No, I won't accept that, even from a dear man like I you. I know, I know, I know. I, <laughs> I know you're teasing. Yeah, but that's, yeah, we, we shouldn't even joke like that. No, I, it, look, I, it, it's not up to us to send people to hell, let's face it, right? It's not up to the mortal man to start sending people to hell, but it's certainly not, uh, it, it's not acceptable to start sending people who think differently or, or who have different beliefs, different skills a different skill set than uh than you have and and be frightened of them and say you're going out that's that's wrong but what about let's let's think of it like this if people are out there that are raising children and they have a young zarate right and and they <laughs> don't want to quash disturb distress those skills what do you suggest they do? How do they handle a young Laverne E. Denyer as a uh, as as a child? What what do we do as parents to make sure that we don't thwart that feeling or those gifts? Uh, because how many how many people may have these gifts and they are they are told not to use them and they go through life without using something that's God given. And right. uh, and is uh, is a, a should be a cherished talent that could help others, and and they're told not to do it. What do we do? How do we handle these children? It would take a great deal of patience, because people like me that see the world differently are usually a little more independent-minded, and we can be a challenge. I know I was a true challenge to my parents, and I appreciate them putting up with me over the years. But um, it just takes patience and listening and going, I don't understand. Tell me more. And not judging, but letting people, these wonderful children, explore on their own. And then report back and go, I don't understand it, but thank you for sharing that, I, to me, is a kinder way to do it, rather than moving into your own fear space, like as my parents chose to do. Uh, and I think part of it is because my mother wouldn't admit it, but I think she was very intuitive, and something frightened her. And so um, she 
just kept telling me, stop imagining things. This is terrible. Grow up. And I knew that there was a lot of fear behind what she was trying to tell me. She was trying to save me from whatever it is that she had experienced that was so painful. I don't know why I understood that at a young age, but I could see that in her, that there was fear behind that. And I decided she was wrong, but I didn't tell her what I was doing to investigate either because I realized that it would have frightened her. And so if you are a parent of someone like that, and my daughter is a parent of people like that, and I was a parent of my children that were both like that. And so it just, it takes a lot of patience and trying to understand and help them find a way to look at what's happening and understand it out of kindness rather than out of fear and rejection. What is the fear based on? Is it is it the unknown? Is it not knowing where uh, an open mind on such things could take someone? Um, what, what is the fear based on? I think it's based on the old mythologies of how dangerous all of this is to find out about. You know, if you do any of these things, oh my gosh, you're going to be captured by the demons, you're going to be possessed, it's going to be horrible, and I'm going to save my child from this no matter what I have to do. Yeah, or, or they may bring something really awful into my household, and I don't want that. Now, you know what? Uh, I was frightened to death as a, uh, as a child of the exorcist. And I, was, I saw it as a very, very young age. And the reason that I, I was is because I was raised a Catholic, and uh, I was in Catholic school, and we, uh, we had a very strong faith base, right? And, uh, and when I saw The Exorcist and that, uh, that this, you know, here's, here's the devil, right? The devil himself, uh, you know, according to the movie, possessing this young, innocent child or whatever. That's a frightening that's a frightening thought, but if if I was someone who was not raised re with religion, if uh, if I had no uh, you know fear, it, it would just be another monster to me. It would be like, oh, this is Frankenstein. This is uh, this is whatever. But it's the basis the basis of that fear uh, was really faith, right? It is is because I believed in. Uh, in, in God or Jesus and, uh, you know, spirit uh, or whatever the teachings of the Catholic Church told me to uh, to believe in. Um, and by the way, I've uh, I've uh, you know, I have a you know, my own beliefs and I, I have I'm a person of faith. Right. Uh, but I I don't follow any specific organized religion. I'm, I just I just don't. But I, uh, I I have complete respect for all religions and so forth. But am I right that the frightening part of that was uh, was the fact that uh, that there was such a strong belief in one way of thinking, and if you believe that, then you must believe there's a devil. That's true, um, and sometimes there's very good call to be afraid, and especially if you may have had any experience of your own when you were younger, uh, and. It is a very real thing that people can be harmed by these very 
vicious, cruel entities when they do come into your life. That's why I do exorcisms, you know, to help get rid of these evil beings. They're very real. But um, to just be afraid in general is very limiting to who and what you can be in your life. And that's why I can have empathy for people who have chosen to live without that richness. But it it's very real. And so the, a lot of these old myths, they're based on something, came from somewhere. So you got to give it a little bit of credence and then move on and do what you can to grow beyond it. You know, we would we would need a whole other show to talk about this next point, but uh, just uh, <laughs> just a uh, we'd need a couple of shows to talk about that ne this next point. But uh, the the American Indians, right? The Native Americans had similar stories and similar uh, beliefs. Uh, you know, and and again, d different, yes, but that the that the Asians uh, had. You know, uh, that people way across the world in China that they clearly never met. They clearly never ran into uh, the, the Norse, the people, the Vikings had a difference, but there's this belief, uh, th there's, there's ties into these beliefs that are very similar and it would be hard to believe. And this is why, uh, you know, anyone that is, uh, is completely doubtful of, uh, of, uh, of folks like you who have, uh, uh, who have special gifts, whatever, they, they they should take a step back and realize that people all over the world, uh, before we had TV, before we had radio, before we had uh, telegrams, before we had uh, the written word, but beliefs from all of these indigenous people all over the world had similar uh, similar deities in a sense, you know, differences, right? Differences, uh, culture to culture. But uh, address that in, in closing, if you can, right? But this is, uh, this is ancient. These feelings, these spirits are ancient, and some of them are very universal when it comes to other people. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. And having um, been working with a very wise anthropology um, professor that I had at one point, he opened my eyes to a lot of new thoughts and then another one that did uh, techniques of the sacred, uh, looking at the philosophies throughout the world. I had already had a pretty open opinion, but the things that they taught me as to what others are understanding, how they're putting their understanding of the world together there is such beauty and there is such common knowledge that um, there is so much more that we just usually block off because we don't understand and anything we don't understand can be threatening so it's easier just to deny it. But um, yeah, I don't know if I responded to your answer, but it, I mean to your question. 100%. Good. <laughs> Good. Just amazing. I, you know, you have a you have a way of uh, of phrasing it. It's, I I think you're never preachy. I think you're never um, uh, you, you're never uh, demeaning or you're never uh, uh, condescending. But uh, what what a way you have a, an incredible way 
of explaining your points, and uh, you're terrific. I think you're terrific. And anybody that wants, well, I take that back. I was kidding about them going there. But anybody that <laughs> that could denounce, <laughs> <I know. laughs> could denounce you, they just, all they have to do is listen to our interviews and listen to other interviews you've done. And and I, I wish those people, the people that are most afraid of what you're saying or what you have, what you have as a gift, I wish they would, would have a session with you. And, <laughs> and just see it and maybe see the world differently and open up their minds to different things. Laverne Denya, uh, thank you very much for, for being here once again. Just, uh, you know, keep up your wonderful life and work and uh, just wonderful. Well, thank you. And listen, Peter, everybody that's out there, thank you for being who you are at this moment yeah, and living the best life you can. Celebrate who you are and what you are and uh, don't be afraid to uh, to learn and expand your mind uh, for sure. But Laverne denier.com is where everyone should go uh it's a great starting point she is uh she is fascinating and i'm always blown away i i think of things she says uh sometimes weeks later and i say oh you know i'll hear little phrases just like that one in the in the eyes of the mouse the cat is a lion and, uh, about critics you know just uh they uh, you know people thinking in a small way uh, looking at something and just uh, instead of trying to understand it or trying to just accept it uh, for what it is, uh, it, it's frightening and uh, <laughs> sending people to hell and whatever. It's just crazy. Anyway, uh, Laverne E. Denyer uh, has been our very special guest once again. And uh, please binge listen to everything that we've been doing. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Breaking It Down.